Welcome to the Sonorities Podcast, connecting musicians and sharing the stories of the School of Music community at the University of Illinois. In this episode, we speak with Associate Director of Bands Elizabeth Peterson. We'll get to know a little about her and her role here at Illinois, and we will also preview Encore at Illinois, a new series of webinar sessions hosted by Illinois faculty and featuring guests from across the country. These sessions focus on a variety of relevant and even pressing topics in music and music education today. Welcome, Beth Peterson. Uh, For those who may not know you, please tell us a bit about your role here in the School of Music and with Illinois Bands. Sure. Um, My name is Beth Peterson. I'm an Associate Director of Bands um, here at University of Illinois. I... um, In that role, I conduct the Wind Orchestra, which is um, one of our second concert bands. And I uh, teach a conducting class, a variety of different conducting classes, depending on the semester and the need. And I am also the student teaching placement coordinator. So I place all of our music education student teachers in the state. And here's a question, because this will come up later with the topics of um, uh, the webinar series that we're going to talk about. Did you always know you wanted to be a band director? Um, yes and no, because I, yeah, I think I always knew, but it took me a while to discover that I knew that. So maybe I didn't always know. I don't know. (laughs) Um, I, um, I love band in high school. And, um, when I went to college, I joined the marching band. I went to Michigan and, um, knew nothing about football. Um, didn't care much for athletics, but thought that the marching band would be a thing to do. I had never marched in high school, so it was a whole new world and a, quite an awakening. Um, still, I think in five years of marching in the Michigan band, I did, still didn't really care about football as much as I just loved the band, the camaraderie, the football Saturday experience, the Friday night practice, you know, every the friends, all of that. So, um, but I was an English major, and I thought in those first two years of college that I would be a teacher, and I thought I would teach English. Um, and it was my end of my sophomore year. I thought, well, my favorite subject is music. Like everything I do is to play music. I want to be, I wanted to be in every non-major band there was at Michigan. And so I transferred into the school of music and went into music education really as a junior. So it took me a little longer to get through school because that, you know, the sequence of music classes takes a while. Um, but, um, yeah, I haven't looked back since. So it was a good choice, good decision to make. Can you think of something that you've done professionally that is, you know, rewarding and, and positive, but you didn't expect to be doing? Um, I'd say conducting college band. I mean, I, I went into this thinking I was going to be a high school band director and um, wanted to have a really great high school concert band. I wasn't into the competition thing. I, I, I not a very good marching band um, director. I, like I said, my experience was limited to marching at Michigan and you can ask any of the people who were in band with me that um, writing drill or reading drill was not a strength of mine. Um, So I wanted to be a concert band high school director and have a really great program and to just teach kids to love music and love playing and, and love that large ensemble experience of making music together with each other. Um, So moving you know, into the college level was, um, is very exciting. And, you know, now during COVID, I think so many of us are really realizing how much we appreciate the opportunity to play music with other people, even though right now it's 
socially distance and smaller numbers of people and they're wearing masks and bell covers and I'm wearing a mask and we can't really hear each other very well. And, um, but it's just when those, those, those days or those moments in the week are very exciting. So conducting college band. Here at Illinois, uh, being a, a large research institution, of course, we, we train teachers and we train professional musicians and many things in between. Um, and in addition to that, and uh, one of the things I'm always curious about are the faculty, their what I call a research agenda. Um, and so we can ask in terms of issues and topics or maybe, you know, problems. What are the what are the questions? What are the big questions that you are working on? helping solve as part of your role here at Illinois? Well, my um, my interest has always been in the first year teacher or young teachers and how we prepare them. Um, and, and when times change, are we still preparing them uh, to be successful, to be happy, to make a difference as music teachers? So that's still an interest. Um, the big question for me and the big um, the big thing I think about a lot right now is how to make band more inclusive and more diverse. And I think a lot of people are asking those questions right now. I'm, I've certainly been reading a lot and asking a lot of questions and being part of committees where we're trying to figure, figure that out. Um, and I don't know that I have um, any or all of this, certainly don't have all the answers. I'm not sure I have any of the answers, but um, I think um, I, I'm trying, I'm trying to figure that out. That's the big question right now. The age of COVID has required us all to be uh, responsive and flexible and, and innovative. Uh, what's an example of an innovative approach or solution that you think will be worth keeping when we do start to return to normal? Well, um, I guess I'd say Zoom. You know, I, I never thought um, a year ago, I guess it's almost like March 13th, when everything stopped and changed, that I would be able to handle Zoom. And I think my students would tell you that I'm not perfect at it, um, but it works and it works really well. And it's a wonderful opportunity to bring people from other parts of the world or uh, the country into your classroom and into your rehearsal space. That might even be one way to make band more diverse is when you're programming a work by um, a BIPOC composer, having that person zoom into your rehearsal to talk about that piece and their experience as a composer. Um, so I think Zoom is something that can stay around, even though we might all be zoomed out of our meetings and, and uh, kind, of, kind of tired of it. I think that's a, it's really cool that it works and it works pretty well. Um, it it kind of leads me into the next um, topic about Encore in Illinois, um, because I think that's something that can also um, stay around after COVID. You know, we've talked, um, the conductors, and I know we'll talk in a minute about the Encore program, but um, we've talked about keeping that as uh, maybe not with 14 sessions or as many sessions as we have right now, because we'll also hopefully be conducting more ensembles in the future. But um, having two or three specific sessions a semester that we host and lead about conversations and topics that are interesting to all of us, that might be something that would stay around too. Yeah. Um, so you're part of the faculty team. We have several of our conductors that have put together this new series, and, and that's the main thing I wanted to ask you about today, and that is uh, Encore at Illinois. Um, so first, explain to us what Encore is, and then I'll ask you about the impetus and some of the specifics. So um, when COVID happened last March, um, we spent the rest of that semester um, in ensembles trying to do different projects or uh, help the students complete their ensemble requirement uh, credit. 
um, in a variety of different ways. And some were really creative. Some students got together and did woodwind quintet. You know, they recorded a piece online and did virtual music that way. And others did other projects. And and then in the fall, we did something similar. We, we offered the students the opportunity who were going to participate in ensembles virtually to come up with a project. And we checked in with them and worked with them throughout the semester. Um, and that worked pretty well and it gave us opportunities to do different things. But um, all of the conductors, well, the, the choir and the band conductors got together and said, let's try something different. And um, the idea came to me from um, UMKC, University of Missouri, Kansas City, um, because um, they had asked me to participate on a panel discussion last fall. Um, and it just, it's it, it was one of those, I was very nervous about it, but when I actually did it and we finished, I'd learned a lot. And I thought, this is just something I wish all our students could hear. And so that was kind of the idea of let's start our own um, series of panel discussions on topics that are interesting to us and to, you know, to our students and engage our students by having them write questions and then watch the panel discussion and um, provide a, a reflection afterwards. So that's kind of how it works. Um, it's also an opportunity to talk about diversity and bring diversity to our band program or our choir program um, with different panelists who have different um, different backgrounds. And so um, that's that's what we're doing. And the Encore title came because I live in Muhammad and the Muhammad Public Schools, they call their, their band, their choir, their art, I think their PE teacher, they call them the Encore teachers. And I thought, well, that, that's a good title. We'll call this Encore Illinois and it'll be our, um, our virtual ensemble experience. Um, you mentioned UMKC, and um, uh, is it is it Steve Davis, Stephen Davis, uh, mm -hmm. that's in that panel? Because I, I watched an episode with you and him um, uh, from music major to arts management. Is that right? Or is he in? The well, um, that was the cultural sensitivity in the arts. So um, that was the panel that um, that they hosted. Um, Steve Davis and Joe Parisi asked me to be part of that. Um, with two other people. And so that is one of the um, panels we are now offering an encore. And the topic is cultural sensitivity in the arts. And um, and that's the one where I spoke um, um, last fall where I, and I, I was, like I said, I was really nervous because I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answers about cultural sensitivity, um, but I know I'm trying and I'm, I'm learning and, you know, that's what we talked about. So that's one of the panels that we're offering an encore now. I had a college band director who would ask us questions and they weren't meant to be rhetorical it was you know a, a question a puzzle for us to solve and I noticed he almost never actually gave the answer and after a while I wondered did he know the answer and yeah. then later I also thought maybe it doesn't matter it's asking the question yeah that's a and really that, good point and it's okay not to know the answer and I think it takes as a leader or a teacher it takes a certain amount of confidence to be willing to ask those questions that you don't know the answers to. You know, we're not all I lawyers trying to win a case. Beautiful statement. And, and it's so true. I mean, I think that that is good teaching and good leading is asking those questions and knowing that it's a collaboration and a, a learning together, coming together to find the answer, but that willingness to ask and listen. That's great. I, I was confused because I first checked out the episode cultural sensitivity in the arts and that was the one that was done in conjunction with uh, umkc mm -hmm. uh, i did watch music from from music major to arts management and uh, there we had you know several guests um, from chicago and new york to talk about their career paths and um and though uh, let's talk about that one a little bit because um 
We don't always know what our career path is going to be. And that's why I was curious about, you know, did you always know you wanted to be a band director? Mm. Um, I went to Interlochen at age 16 and I came home and said, you know, after two weeks with Larry Ratcliffe, what else are you going to say? I'm going to be a band director. Period. Yeah, right. Well, Larry um, Ratcliffe was one of my teachers at Michigan and I was, and so there was a little bit like, okay, I want to do what he's doing and I want to do it like him. <laughs> but right. <he's> Larry Ratcliffe. <laughs> and so there was, you know, it, as a junior in high school and there's all this pressure to decide what do you want to be when you grow up and you have to decide so that you can apply to the right schools and get in. And it's sort of like, that's the threshold right then. And you can't, and, and in my mind at the time, you couldn't just put it off. You couldn't just go in and say, well, I'm going to go engineering and then later I can change my mind. Um, and and maybe that's unfortunate. Maybe it's not, um, but it's worked out. And um, and, and later, you know, you, you you come back to terms with it and decide, is this what I still want to do or do I want to go in a new direction? So um, for the episode from music major to arts management, I don't want to give it all away, but um what what are uh, what are some things like prepare us for watching that episode? I think one of the biggest takeaways is is sort of exactly what you said. They they were all music majors. Two of the three of them were music education majors, and um, they they found well one of one of the persons taught for several years. Um, the other two uh, never taught, but found during college that they really enjoyed that aspect of of stage managing, of being part of the performance behind the scenes and making sure everything goes off perfectly because you're supporting the artist in a way that is essential to the artist's success. So, um, you know, and now they're doing that professionally. And I think all three of them said there's an element of teaching in that, teaching and leading in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So everything they did as an, um, as an undergrad um, and all the courses they took as an undergrad, even like um, one of the... Um, one of the participants was a, a physics major, had had a lot of physics in his background. And he said, just thinking that way or thinking about music theory and the the, the way that it's um, sequential and you, you the way you learn music theory or learn a topic like that really helps him think now through all of the details that have to happen to make his job work for an artist. And so they really linked everything they'd done before their jobs now and all of their college education to their success now. And I thought that was really, really cool to hear them say that. That that really resonates with me. There have been many times in my career where I'll be in a job and I'll like the, the job I have now, uh, assistant director of public engagement in the school of music. And it's arguably arts management. Um, and it's not something that I ever predicted I would be doing. Uh, incredibly rewarding for some of the same reasons you talk about, but I never, uh, anticipated it and it, it was just something that it was an opportunity that presented itself anyway there have been several oppor- several there have been several times in my life when I'm in a position and I'm thinking uh, everything I've done up to this point informs what I'm doing now and so you know right now what I'm doing working with faculty to to, to engineer Illinois summer youth music programs for example um, that draws on my past as a school teacher. I taught 13 years. Um, and, and also my experience as a performer and as a conductor and as a board member of orchestras mm-hmm. and serving on search committees and, and being a candidate for an orchestra job once. Um, everything mm-hmm. I've done informs what I'm doing today. Um, so that really resonates with me. 
Um, the other session that you are a moderator, moderator for is the cultural sensitivity in the arts, and you did mention that already. Um, so let's let's talk about that a little bit. What preview for us that issue or frame the issue for us? Well, um, before I before I share that, I want to make sure everybody understands that um, the questions that were asked in that cultural sensitivity panel and in the arts management one and all of the encore sessions, the questions come from the students. And so um, the same thing with the cultural sensitivity, the, the questions came from students um, and there are topics about, um, you know, what what are appropriate composers to perform or not and why and um, how we can make our experiences more inclusive um, in the large ensemble and in the world of the arts. Um, one of the panelists is the dean of the, I, I think it's a the like the fine arts school in the University of Oregon and she, her background is dance. And the other panelist is the director of jazz studies at UMKC. Um, so, you know, we all came at that with, with a little bit, um, a slightly different perspective, but um, I think like I said earlier, it was just, it was heartwarming to be part of that. And, um, and, and it, it helped me a lot to be part of that um, in terms of the way I am thinking about the future of band. Um, um, yeah, so it, it was a really great session. I think the other thing I'll share with, with you about all the sessions so far in Encore um, is that every conductor, we all, we all text each other after we tape our sessions and we're like, that was awesome. That was so cool. All our students have to see this, you know, like the, it, it's, we're so excited about it. And we're, you know, each conductor is learning so much. And, um, you know, if you're a student and you um, are, are finding that, you, you know, you, you've signed up for your eight panels because they're required to view eight out of the, I think, 13 that we're offering. I watch all 13 of them. If you're a student, not even in the class, just watch the panels. There's just really really um, great stuff, um, to, very educational and, and, and very inspirational, I think. So highly recommend it. And, and so each of these programs, you know, we have at least one Illinois person involved because we're the host, but we have collaborators and guests from all over the country. And I see that it includes, um, you know, recent students, current, I think there are a couple current students, um, mm -hmm. but definitely some recent alumni and maybe some older alumni and people that are not directly associated with University of Illinois, um, professionals out there in the field. And it's just a wonderful um, uh, sort of clatch, co you know, coffee clatch, a conversation where, yeah, where yeah. things come up and you can play off each other and um, get a different perspective. Uh, so we're making these videos available to the public. Many of them are already available on the School of Music YouTube channel, um, YouTube uh, slash Illinois Music. And um, there's, a, there's a playlist for Encore that you'll find. And so these are open uh, and available to the public to view. And can you tell me if we'll, we'll, how long will they be up? Will we leave these up for a period or indefinitely? Do we know? I'm certainly through the semester. Um, I, I don't, we haven't actually talked about taking them down at any time. So I imagine they'll be there for a while. Um, you know, we're releasing them um, officially um, throughout the semester. So students don't feel overwhelmed, but they're all there when, as soon as we tape them and um, Barry Hauser's done a really great job of, of um, you know, adding some um, graphics to them and getting them set and ready to go. So um, as soon as that's ready, they, they come out. Like I, I'm excited because I'm doing a taping next week um, about teaching the large ensemble in the inner city, in the urban area. So 
I have Vince Womack from the Fauché Learning Center in Los Angeles. Um, and who's gonna talk with us. Um, Jeff Ball is the director of bands at the Grand Street Campus in Brooklyn. And Richard Nunley is a choral director um, in, um, um, I think it's Kenwood Academy and Chicago Public Schools. So those three guests will join us next week. And each Illinois conductor, I think um, we ask another conductor to join us. So we sort of have a, you know, more of a conversational approach. So that's why you see a couple of Illinois faces on each mm -hmm. panel too. What advice do you have for navigating the dynamic between the pressure to know what you want to do so you can go for it and being open to opportunities that you would not expect? It's a, it's a great question. And it was so beautifully answered in that panel with the arts management people. Um, and I think my own, my own background and your background also leads to that. I mean, I was an English major for a little while and I don't, I wasn't actually, I, I actually did get my English degree. I don't regret that for a second. You know, it helps me every day. Um, I wish college wasn't so expensive so people didn't feel the pressure at 18 to have it all figured out. Um, because I think no matter what your path is, if you go to college, if you go right into the workforce, um, if you take a job after college and it's not your dream job right away, um, it's like you said, it's, it, you're, you're gonna figure that out as you gain experience and every, every experience you have leads you to something else. And, um, you know, I didn't know I was going to join the Michigan marching band and um, love it so much that it ended up, you know, I ended up becoming a music teacher. Um, so uh, I think you'll, you know, you, your, your, your path will be defined because of your past experiences. Um, a theme in my career has been, you know, just being open and being prepared for that next leap, even if it's not what you expected. And having been in the right place at the right time, I've had some incredible opportunities thrown at me and some wonderful experiences to draw from. Uh, but I'd say, thinking back to my training as a music education major, as an undergrad, one of the life lessons, and, and I'll ask you to kind of bounce off that and respond, one of the life lessons for me was it was never going to be enough for me to just go through and take all the classes and do the curriculum like you know if i do everything that i'm told and i paint by numbers and i take these classes in this order then at the other end of the box i get spit out as a fully formed music teacher who mm -hmm. is going to be successful and that's what i've learned is that that was only a starting point and anything after that it's really it's really up to me to be responsive and agile and adaptive to learn quickly from my mistakes um, and that, so it's it, that, that mindset that I had as an undergrad of, I'll just put my faith in the organization that if I do everything I'm told, I'm going to know what to do. And that, that, that was not the right way to do it. So I learned that and I learned that the hard way sometimes, but, um, I, I wonder what you think of that. Yeah, I think that, um, there's no no degree in college that can teach everybody everything they need to know about that topic or that career path or um uh and i think you and i and, and me more so probably than you have age um to also look back on and say oh i've learned these things along the way a little bit um but i think the advice to to younger folks would be um yeah be open to to, to trying new things um 
observe the the things around you. That was one of the things that Carlvin had said in this um, arts management panel that, you know, he he just he'll he'll go volunteer somewhere in New York City at a at a club um, to help set up a band or something and just just observe how everybody does everything and who does what and how people work together to help inform him on how to do his job better. So every every moment we're interacting with another human being, I think is an opportunity to learn more about ourselves and and what's how to make the world a better place. And ultimately, isn't that what we want to do? Isn't that we all want to make the world a better place in some way? So, and certainly those of us who get to do it through music, it's incredibly rewarding. Thank you, Beth, for joining me. This has been illuminating and uh, makes me want even more to watch all the episodes. Um, I've only just begun, and it's been great so far. And uh, look forward to seeing what else we have up our sleeve. And so thank you. Um, thank you for having me. I appreciate the, the opportunity to talk to you. Thank you. The Sonorities Podcast is a production of the School of Music of the University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign, and is the copyright of the Board of Trustees of the University of Illinois. Our show is produced and hosted by Stephen Burian with Rebecca Price, and our theme music was composed by Justin M. Brower.